You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Song of Liberty podcast. This is episode number 278 of Essentialland's favorite podcast. We've outlived Juice in the Morning, so we, we at this point, we are Essentialland's favorite. Uh, Brian Nichols sits next to us, but he's a national podcast. He's from the same building, but uh, but he's not an Essentialland podcast, so he'll, he'll hear this tomorrow and take offense to it, but hey, whatever. Uh, I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today, I'm joined by uh, our executive video audio producer engineer, Zach Burcham. Our returning co-host, uh, been a very long time since this guy has been in the building, uh, but uh, recently re-elected town councilman Darren Jacobs is here. Welcome. Finally back. It's Finally. taken like three, four years to get an invitation. I don't know what I did last time, but whatever it is. Uh, the last time we were here is probably the night where all, all the everybody, friends came out. Everybody. And I think that was like two years ago. That yeah. was like two years ago this week. Because it's been in the old back Facebook into public timeline. office, and I know that nobody. Important. As, as soon as I left it, office, nobody cared about me. Anymore. As soon as Darren gets back in office, he starts accepting the wild, random text of "Hey, Dakota, sick. <laughs> Who wants to come on?" And Darren, newly elected Darren's like, "I'm back, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm here to play." And then, uh, sensing blood in the water, Dakota's got the flu, so Forrest is wanting his job. Forrest right. Blake is back. I'm coming for you, Dakota. Two times in a row this month. Uh, we're t- I've got the the little calendar over here. It says uh, Dakota is uh, is uh, some guys do no shave November. Some guys do no. Uh, uh, well, that, we won't mention that one. But then some guys, uh, Dakota's doing no appearance November, uh, <laughs> also known as no, no show, no show <laughs> November, no show November. Uh, so uh, Forrest is Forrest is back, and I he was so excited to take the invitation that there. If you're a, a patron, you get. Uh, a link to the show notes and inside of the show notes, there is a sublink to another set of show notes that Forrest wrote for his segment uh, because he's been Trump triggered this week. I wanted to be prepared. <laughs> he's he has gone above and beyond what any Darren Darren prepared the way that I'm used to our guests preparing where it's like, yeah, Not at all. Yeah. He, he did the chase Peyton and sat down and said, Hey guys, what are we talking about? <laughs> and, <laughs> And and I I did a a fair amount of work this week. I, Zach, I have no idea how prepared he is or isn't prepared. I'm here, the usual amount. Uh, yeah. And and Forrest has gone the extra mile. So You're setting up very high expectations that I actually follow through with my preparation. <laughs> he has many papers, and uh, we'll see if he remembers to look at them. Uh, so w- our goal, uh, we're gonna we're gonna make fun of Darren. We've already t- checked point one. Uh, we're going to go do a little update on the criminal justice system in Henry County because apparently it's overwhelmed. Uh, we got a little election preview and then we've got a big national election deep dive. And then Forrest had a personal request that we get into a story from Ohio of uh, what yes. appears to be some sort of eco-terrorism. And then uh, I assume 
that Darren was going to try to get some uh, concert tickets. So I put by the last item on the agenda is really just because I feel like he's going to be disappointed and needs a place to vent. Uh, so stay tuned. Stick with us for the whole show. We'll get uh, we'll get you through to the end. This show is about our lives in rural Indiana. We're to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh. But hopefully you'll always learn something new. I still have to read that, and like a moron, I put my phone over half of the screen, so I had to do some of it from memory, and it's very questionable as to whether or not it did well. Oh, uh, let's see. We've got the uh, man. I've got people in the chat talking to me. I've got I've got Commissioner Plummer messaging me back after my trauma. If you go into the, uh, is she getting a mailbox? She's she's laughing at my response. So. If you're not a patron, we encourage you to to join Patreon, ballsoccerliberty.com. Click on the support our show page. Uh, there's an extra 15, 20 minutes each and every week of the show. Uh, that's that's behind it's behind the paywall. It's where we tell the secrets and and this week it's mostly about my trauma as a as a victim of Henry County government. Yes, yeah, somebody somebody in this room may have been a political prisoner for much of the week. <laughs> not saying. I'm not saying it was me, but my car didn't do any miles until today. So it was uh, it was a trying week. But all of your services still ran. Well, listen, my trash is not public. It is a private service, and they somehow they found a way. If it was if it was if it was city trash, oh no, it would. Sorry, roads closed. Yeah, roads closed. Sorry, <laughs> you're shit out of luck. We'll come back. We'll come back after the new year. We'll check again then. Uh, and if something happened to your toter, Godspeed. <laughs> <laughs> you can get another one in three years. Yeah. Yeah. Just get on the list. Well, I'm sure. Why don't you steal one from your neighbors? It'd just be easier. Find an abandoned house and take their toter. <laughs> All right. So you get some of that content. If you join uh, uh, the Patreon at any level, we have some suggested levels. Uh, at, for instance, if you do $50 or more a month. Uh, you get your name dropped at the top of every episode as a personal thank you from Dakota and I. Uh, thank you, number one, goes to Christy Avery, the awesome, incredible Christy Avery, who I think she she does a lot of charitable work. This weekend, I think she's going to be in Mount Comfort with a friend of the show, Rusty Eckstein, at Mount Comfort RV, and uh, Chris Spangle and uh, longtime Wall alum, uh, Rupert Bonham. They're doing the, uh, I think it's called Tuxes and Tennies which raises money for uh, Rupert's uh, children's charity uh, annual fundraiser over there in uh, at Mount Comfort in Greenfield. Uh, Christy and uh, a number of folks buy a table every year and go to that. Uh, Anthony Myers running the roads and is uh, in his truck. I heard this week latest update from Anthony is that he was stuck on a shutdown interstate up in Montana, uh, trying to uh, trying to keep America fed running, uh, running the interstates, but the blizzard had shut him down first one of the year in November already. And uh, John Phillips, Andy Moore, Buick, GMC over in Fishers. Uh, I've still got my truck ordered. I talked to uh, I, we talked to John and and uh, I guess Sarah ran into him at the Walmart the other day. And uh, yeah, we're just waiting on GM to to get some parts to actually build me a truck. We're still at the same stage we were last week, Forrest and, and Zach. Uh, GM has has said thanks. Your dealer has submitted your order. Uh, we'll let you know. So so far, your truck's an NFT. But so far, <laughs> yeah. This the uh, so okay. It's uh, digital art, but there's no the, the uh, totally off topic already. This is the way this show is going to go. When Darren's here, we get dis- distracted. Is it who's who's the crypto company that went out of business? NXT or something? FTX? FTX? NXT is Indie, indie yeah. Lights. You can see, like if you watched it, their F one's one of the few sports still going. They're like a spot. They sponsored Mercedes, so you'll see Mercedes hats and FTX is on the side of the hat. Yeah. 
So they were sponsoring the Miami Heat, the basketball arena. They they vaporized and they're gone from that. And I was scrolling through the Chinese the Chinese TikTok app this morning, and that was it showed me the Larry David Super Bowl commercial of him not liking any idea somebody had come up with. He didn't like the wheel. He didn't like he didn't like the light bulb. All of this stuff was wrong. And I couldn't remember who the hell that commercial was for. FTX. It was it was for FTX, and they were like, and they were they were saying, "Listen, you can trust us. Larry David's there. He's he got all this stuff wrong. Don't be the one locked on the outside. Don't be like Larry David. Trust us and buy in." I haven't heard. I haven't followed that story very closely. I've seen what's kind of popped up. But last I heard, he was on his way to a non extradition country. <laughs> it was what I'd heard from because they had a, like a more than a billion dollars just kind of disappear into an offshore account. Yeah. Out of something, but yeah, that's the the story last week was the guy's net worth. He had had the largest single week reduction in net worth, like in history. He'd gone from being worth like a hundred billion dollars to being like worth a billion. His net worth had gone down ninety four percent. I still don't feel sorry days. for the guy though. No, I don't feel you, uh, you can look at him and not feel sorry for him. He doesn't even look like a guy that feel sorry for. Him, but yeah, there's gonna be some fallout. I hope. I just hope that you know the state pension wasn't in it. Like, I'm <laughs> gonna <laughs> be honest. It's all, like, it's all hilarious until something you're invested in was in it, and you had no idea. I'll be a little surprised if, like, part of my pension was in crypto. But yeah, it's not. It won't be that your pension was in crypto. Is that was that you guys had some sort of a mutual fund that had a big portion of that? It'll be. You'd be three levels down, and the we had a roadway project once, the I sixty nine, that private road down by Bloomington that went practically bankrupt, and it was owned by I think it was a company called Isolux, which ultimately was backed by the Canadian pension system. So their pension system was the one that was paying for <laughs> the I sixty nine construction project that went horrifically wrong. Um, so yeah, it's just you, you end up with these weird. This is why people like Darren, you know warn us against capitalism so in that situation we built a road and canada paid for it is it patrolled by mounties or the indiana state police well they failed to build the road properly (laughs) and then it was a big stain on the pence uh, the pence administration because they didn't have to have a hundred percent bond they only had to bond for a portion of the job and then they actually went to use the bond and they're like there's not enough money here to pay for shit so yeah we kind of got stuck how funny would it be if it was they were being funded by Canadians simply because some guy in Canada thought it would be funny to fund a road called 60. There was 69. I 69. Fund it. <laughs> just like, just like click. It's done. Yeah. So this is where we formally re- recognize Darren Jacobs for sneaking under the radar back again. You got your name on the ballot. You didn't yep. tell your friends. You didn't have any notable opposition. <laughs> Slid in last minute. You, when was the filing? When's the filing deadline? Because for towns, it's very different. Town it government is. is not um, not well known, not well represented. When when does a guy? You don't have to go. There's no primary, I assume, for this. So the only way that there would have been uh, there there would have been a town caucus if there had been so the seven democrats in spiceland would have had to meet, <laughs> well meet up so in this situation there were two open seats and um they were both at large seats the current um sitting member uh, uh uh bobby rayburn who actually took over for me when i left my seat uh he was running again and then i put my name in to run 
And so there were two Democrats running. If there had been a Republican running, then there would have been obviously you would have had to go on the ballot. Yeah. Well, we were on the ballot. You would have had there would have been a numbers game. There would have been been signs. Three Democrats running, which I'm not sure we could find Democrats (laughs) and spice them. But if there were three Democrats running, we would have had to have had a, a caucus actually to decide which two Democrats would go on the ballot. So did the Dems pull like four votes in Spiceland? Hey, we got, uh, I don't remember what the numbers was. It was uh, like uh, 142 for me, and Bobby got like 130-some. So you are barely the most was, popular yeah. Democrat. <laughs> I, think I, saw, I think it was like four. It was like 142 <laughs> to 130. I'm like, and at first I didn't know, like, I'm just skimming, you know, the ba- the initial sheet that comes out. It's kind of hard to read. And you're not sure, like, some races are a pick two, some races or whatever. I'm like, oh, look at Darren squeaking out the wind. <laughs> <laughs> just barely. Just, so, you put, so do you put the C on your shirt like captain when you go in? Just like now, it, it's <laughs> notable that people just like to screw with Darren in politics because I believe he's the only precinct committeeman that's ever been challenged by a high school student. <laughs> <laughs> and I barely won that one too. Barely. The former chairman, the I mean, former be, county chairman, gets primaried being primary for precinct committeeman by an 18 year old who doesn't even <laughs> who's like gone away who's, to college who's at purdue or iu like those some of those down ballot races you can win or lose by having flipped the table in your favor at, a, at the local breakfast spot yeah. like you can literally turn like oh stop it hit up a table like you just won the race that's all the votes you need you just swung 12 votes or whatever in your like favor. the first precinct race in the democratic party in three decades <laughs> <laughs> so in a, in a township that, that has about a hundred democrats total so uh in it as i'm going through my memory of controversial uh darren just you have a knack for for just ending up in these situations did you guys forget to have a town election like six years ago in in, in, in spiceland <laughs> where you all just got to keep your jobs uh so that was uh sort of <laughs> well, if they don't remind anyone then no one's gonna come out and contest it um yeah it was a situation that was actually the year that i challenged uh nate for the county council race yes so uh, the, it got screwed up. Like, cause we had at that time, <clears throat> cause we have five members. So unlike the city where everybody's up at the same time, uh, with, with our race, there's two and three. And so they're, they're, they're a year apart. Um, and somehow things got mixed up, whether it was, you know, how far back it went in the courthouse. Uh, it's but, definitely not your fault though, is what, no, what you're trying w- to get to. And it wouldn't have even been an issue, but, the folks who were upset about the chickens. <laughs> Dakota. <laughs> who, Dakota was probably still in high school at this moment. Who who were trying to stir up some controversy, thought that this was a way to get me off the board and it actually backfired. And they looked at it and said, well, you're good for four more years. Yeah, because no one ran against you. You get back on without opposition. So, yeah. How small town is it to just forget to have an election? Like, it's, like, it's like somebody's like, should we have an election this year? Yeah, things are okay. And just move on. It's just like, we're good. Just walking down the street. Hey, Jim, you want to be in government today? Yeah. All right. It's yours. There you, you go. Good? You good? You good? We're all good? Okay, cool. Well, there's, I mean, to, to, there's an episode of Bob, the, this is old, but the Bob Newhart show where he moved to this town, the, the New England town. Not the psychiatrist show, but the, the uh, when he's the innkeeper. 
and he gets all worked up and he's going to join the town council and he thinks this is a big deal. And then it's just literally everybody that shows up is the town council. So it's not like anybody held an office. Everybody that shows up at the meeting is the town council. <laughs> he was all excited about being an official, whatever. And it's the same 15 people there in the room. So, all right. You, you were saying, uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> I ruined it. I ruined it. All right. So you guys are, you, you did have districts, so it was oh. really difficult. You had to fi- have find a Democrat that lived within like a three block radius <laughs> Of, so, of, so, of the old Spiceland gym. Very similar to like how the commissioners are. So the town had two at-large seats, and then there was three districts. So it was it was broke up into three different areas. And I think um, it was just a residency requirement. And, but, Do you have to live in Spiceland to be on the council? Because that's different town to town. Like in Newcastle, it's, <laughs> Newcastle, not, it's, not, it's a, not a problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I think so. Okay. Uh, but... Uh, uh, we always had difficulty. Somebody would come off the board, and at that point, the party chair of whichever party that person was would have to find somebody to fill the spot. So it's you know it's a small town, it's just like we were talking about. It's always hard to find anybody who wants to serve, especially to find somebody who lives in a certain geographic. So they've changed that. Something we talked about for a long time. There were some board members who previous board members who never wanted to change it. So after uh, after January going forward, it will be all at large seats. Okay, so so the, our audience doesn't forget when you have to run, so we can make this a thing. When you got, did you get a four year term? Four year term. So you're good. You're you're good till twenty twenty six. Yeah. And then we got that long to recruit somebody to make this interesting. <laughs> Hopefully. All right. I'm, now I'm, in in, your, in the time you were at the town council, you were done giving you shit. So you can brag on Spiceland for a minute. What, while you were town council president, you guys did double the size of the town, roughly. Yeah, so you go we, all the way to the interstate. Annexed, it's like the Louisiana Purchase. We did. Yeah, we annexed. We include. We annexed up to and including I seventy. We doubled the size of the town. You now have an interstate. We have an interstate that goes within the town. I don't. There's no other uh, municipality in Henry County that has an interstate inside of its boundaries. Right. So now, I really, stake your claim and go get a hotel. I've been trying for years. We really have. Well, now that you're back, you can do something. We can about really it. do something about it. And you've got uh, running water. All the way out to the interstate. We got running water out to the interstate. We have our own electric utility that goes out. So we 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 captured the uh, you know in our empire building. We we capture the electric utility all the way up there. Uh, we we added a a Casey's General Store and a Dollar General. I know, big deal, big deal. Now I I, oh, I don't want to start. Dollar Generals are being handed out. <laughs> like, hey, we have the Dollar General that has groceries in it. Though. So the Dollar General they, Market. They got the food food desert. Like, <laughs> like the, you got like the fresh food. Because mine has groceries, too, if you consider a Hot Pocket groceries. <laughs> <laughs> I think you got the same kind that we Morristown, the, Indiana has, where they have apples and no, no, meat no, counter and uh, no, produce. No, we, we're not that fancy. Oh, can, you can't buy a guacamole, uh, raw guacamole in, in avocado form? No. Damn. So there's one in a city where we vacation, and it's like a miniature grocery store. Yeah. It's actually quite nice. <laughs> I don't know if I have any more questions for Darren. What, That's all right. is it, we, anything I'm, else we can make I'm, fun of? With I'm Spiceland? bummed that they, they got rid of little precincts because I just imagine a s- small and Spiceland's bigger than you think it is. But when you drive by, Spiceland looks frightfully small from the highway. <laughs> you just think that, like, if they're looking for volunteers, like Debbie just walks out their back porch and says, "Hey, <laughs> who wants?" Because she can literally be heard for her entire little precinct of Spiceland. And then now, if it's all at large, you can't just shout out your back door. Now, you guys also people. have a very nice apartment complex. That had a new lawn ornament last week. Yeah. Yeah. What happened? I, I, Somebody forgot to turn. 
just just had a semi, the eighteen wheeler semi, just in the front yard of the of the new uh, the new apartment complex. Knocked out the power for the for the town for a while, and I work from home, so it was like, well, I guess it's a free day now. <laughs> did you go walk? I did a little walking. <laughs> Any now, opportunity to walk? If you know somebody looking for a hotel, there is a a hotel chain that is looking for somebody to build. It's like to be their local franchisee. Yep, they're looking for investors. They're looking for somebody, yeah. In Newcastle. So the race is on. Who's going to get it first? Well, we, we Spice talked Leonard about Newcastle. A, yeah, that was the Cobblestone group. Yeah. Yep. We had talked to them in the past about a, a spot down yep, there. So they've moved on north. It's all right. So here's the, here's the real controversy that's coming. Dakota, former co-host of the show, <laughs> before, before Forrest pushed him out. Uh <laughs> Dakota has a has has a grinder pump. He's in the South Henry whatever district. What, 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 uh, South it's uh, South, waste South Henry uh, baseball and wastewater treatment division. <laughs> uh, his his uh, his I the grinder pumps are very near and dear to my heart because I've been I'm 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 a now a suffering grinder pump user. Uh, I'm afraid to have a house party because I never know what somebody's going to try to flush down the toilet. But these things are good for like nine ten years tops. Dakota's was 11 years old, and guess what happened? He's he's had his first uh, crap out, so to speak. <laughs> so I don't know if you're going to have these town council meetings of all these people going, damn it, Darren, my pump died, and, and I need you to pay me up for $5,000 to get a new pump. Because I don't think they're your problem, not, but, not, but you're the government. Yeah, that's all right. We just send them down the road. We send them to Louisville on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Not our problem. I'm sorry. You need to go to the next door to be told no. <laughs> you surpassed Dunreath, even. <laughs> that's right. Keep on going. So are you telling me that if you live in Spiceland and you flush the toilet, it goes all the way to Louisville through Dunreath. Yeah. All the way. To you don't even put it in the big blue river. They put it in the flat rock. That's, that's right. A, all the that, way down. That there. stuff goes way east. Yeah. What a miracle. Pump that stuff up. So here. You're you fertilizing get, Rush County, man. It is funny, though, because if you go to Louisville and you turn towards Spiceland, you will go uphill. So apparently crap rolls downhill because <laughs> <laughs> Louisville's kind of in a hole right there. All right. You, you guys, guys want to talk- also have a temperamental sewer system. I learned that while we were investigating pump failures that there's, there's one kind of pump that you can run and be in that area. And there's one company locally that services said pumps. It's got to be the E1. <laughs> there's only one. Be, it's got to be the E1. It's proprietary. It's the exact same one I have in my uh, in my in my front yard. Never been so happy to be two years old. City one year warranty. <laughs> one year warranty. Still trying to figure out if the pipes if, if there's any warranty on those at all because mine is serving as a brown sprinkler. Um, very nice green patch of grass out front though. You go along with a freshly paved road. <clears throat> What's your complaint, man? Fresh driveway. I have the greenest grass in all of white. And, and this weekend you're going to have a brand new mailbox. Wow. The American dream. No kidding. Come on. I should sell the house. We're at the peak. If you could find me some sort of a barn dominium with camper storage and spice and Darren, I might be willing to challenge you in four years. Just I, for I think John concept. Kindred just posted one today. I know, but strong. it doesn't have camper storage. I looked plus it's pricey, man. Everything, I, I, of course, my house would probably sell them for more than what I think it would be worth, but it's, it's, it's ugly. All right. Let's talk about something happy enough lifting. Uh, what's next on the agenda there, uh, Forrest? Well, I've already flipped my page since you made fun of me for having so many <laughs> papers over here. I think we're going to talk about uh, our overwhelmed criminal justice system. Happy enough lift, uplifting. We got murder trials. <laughs> so I I live under a rock, 
right? I think uh, everything's fine, normal, whatever. There's you, you see the random like somebody's running away from the cops and gets caught. Ha ha. They don't run away here. They walk away. Yeah. So we, that, that's later on in the notes here, but we can get to it. We had two people that had a quote unquote prison break that apparently we have we have the state prison uh, that's off of uh, the eastern part of Western Road. And it's true. Look it up. Yep. Eastern uh, Western. <laughs> Right by the new jail in Van Noyce. So we have a state prison, and then next to it we have the Henry County prison, and then in between, I guess I didn't. I've never. I don't spend a lot of time at the prison. I haven't been out there since it was the state hospital when I was a kid. Apparently, there's an unsecured building that we just keep low level people that we had to send to the state, and they we just had a couple of them just check out on their own. Yeah, I think that's it's pretty normal. I think sometimes we'll have people, and those people sometimes will be doing like maintenance and stuff outside. It's like a almost like a work release kind of situation. They're not work release; they live there, but they're able to walk away. I mean, a, a twenty eight degree day is the prime time to just walk they away. The best weather ever <laughs> yeah. to walk away. Like they couldn't they couldn't walk away. I mean, if nothing else. It made it really easy for geothermal cameras, like to, to, to like the thermal cameras on the state police helicopter, to find them. So I've got a coworker that lives like two miles away, and apparently she was getting DMs from everybody that knows her, saying, "Check your camper, check your camper, check your camper," because they thought maybe they'd walk I there. Just, you check your camper. Yes, uh, maybe. I think lock your door would be a better suggestion. I don't think, especially if it was dark. I remember it was dark. I think it was the middle of the day, though, wasn't it? It was like, I think they... It's dark at 4 o'clock, so. Right at 5, 6 o'clock, they went away. And they had them caught by like 7.30. Yeah. I don't think if it's dark, and if it's after lunch, it is dark here now, um, to tell your friends to go walk around their yard if they live (laughs) within the vicinity of a jail of a prison break go to the far edge of your property and check your camper yeah, just walk around turn your back to the rest of the build to the rest of your property i make sure just, you're alone yeah and leave your phone in the house yeah leave your phone in the house yeah not yeah your so camper will be fine th- these are issues we're not used to talking about on this show we we talk about darren stealing chickens at gunpoint we don't talk about prison breaks and murder trials but this is this is the week in henry county news didn't one of these guys like have like eighteen months left on the sentence? It was something. If, they, really if, if they're low, in that it? facility, if they're in the minimum security, they did nothing but screw their lives up by walking away. Yeah, because they're um, now they get to go across the street. Yeah, or and, and I, a friend that's worked at corrections, he said they're probably going to go to a different facility altogether. But yeah, they will not be in minimum security. They will be locked up now. So there was a, it was a twenty year old guy and a nineteen year old guy. Oh. So that explains he, everything. It's because their brains aren't fully developed. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> one guy was in for a single count of narcotics. Who had been he was going to get released in twenty twenty seven. A single count of a narcotics. Single, what was he wow. doing? Twenty twenty seven. These are the laws. Um, yep. It's been a hefty dose. He better have been selling in front of an elementary school or something. That's a, a while for a narcotics charge. Yep. It le- it's a level one security facility, which I assume is the lowest level. Uh, and then the other fellow was uh, a burglar, and he uh, he was supposed to get out in 2024. So, yeah. Narcotics not, not and anymore. stealing. Not anymore. Extended stay. You remember when we had the riot out there and they had the helicopters flying? I lived in Newcastle at that time, and... And that was the whole town. Everybody was freaking out and locking their doors. But they had the helicopters circling the town. I had I had the uh, the XM satellite radio going at the time. The Delphi, where you had to mount it in your car to listen. And I, I think I was listening to like the CNN national channel, uh, driving by the prison. And it is 
broadcasting from the prison. Uh, it was national <laughs> national news. It was a mess. Mess. So, yeah, that's uh, we got that going on. So three murder trials, I think, by my count, Forrest, you've printed you've printed this out so you can get it right. But three murder trials. We have we have a we, we five covered, defendants. We covered the prosecutors right race. And Michael Mahoney is starting in January. He'll be our new prosecutor. Uh, we there's there's a trial that started on Monday for a fellow. And then you've got three more murder trials and a couple of attempted murder trials coming up beyond that. I think it's two more murder trials, two more or two attempted murder trials. All in Henry County, all in Henry County. But the most recent offender is the first one going to trial. Makes sense. I, I'm curious if this is like, and I, I don't know. We're not going to know this amongst ourselves and I'm sure every case is different, but I don't know if this is COVID that has created a log jam or if it's just people misbehaving or what what's going on here or, or if people are just trying to delay but having one murder trial seems like a lot for our community in a, in a couple of years but having three of them lined up well, back it does back cover back, a five-year span yeah so timely defense so the there was one that was supposed to happen in earlier this year like summer of 2022 and they ran out of jurors they got 11 jurors selected ran out and had to give up because they had excused all of the jurors in the jury pool. And then I, when I was a kid, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was a prosecutor at the time. It may have been, I don't even know who it was. I may, I want to say that it was probably uh, judge crane came and spoke to me when I was in high school. And they said at that point in time, they would just go send deputies down to the Walmart and grab people and make them serve on a jury. If really? they ran out, they would. They had that authority to just say, "Hey, you're you're now going to come do jury duty." Today. I mean, it's a great ploy by a defense attorney because the pool is only so large out here. So, has anybody in here ever served on a jury? I, so, I'm I'm looking back on this now, realizing that I just missed because I filled out the questionnaire for the third quarter. So, I I would have been in the jury pool for cases from July, August, and September. And then this is the October, November, December jury pool. And I've, I would, I've obviously I'm not in this one, I but one I, I just missed to go it. in August. Yeah. I'm, I didn't get called. I filled my survey out, sent it in and that was it. Um, but that I was, I was this close So now. I guess I'm good and done. I don't know. Um, but we got, there's a hell of a lot more opportunities now that we've talked about it on the show. We probably will be excused. Yep. We know too much. You're out of it. It was in the newspaper. We you, know too much. Forrest, you are the media now. You can't you can't possibly do that. Uh, no. I'm just a guy. I've never even gotten the form. I want to. I think it'd be I think it'd be great to, like serve. to serve. I yeah. love to serve on a jury. The that first seems time so fascinating. First time I got the paperwork, it was to serve on a federal jury oh, wow. in Indianapolis. And I was so excited. I got selected, called the number Sunday night. Sorry, you don't need a report. I've never been more disappointed about not having to go to court. I knew, I knew somebody that got to be on a grand jury. And so she got called back periodically as like they needed to decide whether or not something was going to be go to trial or not. She would get called in for that. But yeah, I would like just, and I, and I think there is like, a, you talk about the jury pool in town being small. I've heard about people who have gone and they're like, Oh, I know so-and-so. And like, yeah, you're the third person today. Sit down. That's not a good enough excuse. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, um, 
So yeah, I, I would think it would be fascinating to be on the jury, but I've never been. My wife's had to fill out the form like three times. She's been called three times. She's never, she, she was a student at one point, And then I think another time, maybe she, she had just had one of our kids. So it was like, she got exempted each time. But I'm like, what does it take to get called in this town? I'll sign. I'll be a professional juror. Yeah. <laughs> Just sit there in judgment of people. Listen, we're I still gonna, anyway. We're still going to need you to come back on Thursday nights, though. You're going to have to. You're going to have to walk a block south and get down to the studio. Not to be sequestered. <laughs> Imagine being sequestered. Like, where's Zach at? Nothing. He's like, he's at the Rain Tree Inn. He's been yeah. sequestered yeah. for six months. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. We need. We need a. Could you imagine losing your whole summer because you're on a jury and you can't go anywhere, Zach? You, you want to be a wintertime. You want to be a wintertime juror. I could. You'd just be miserable. Hey, Zach, you're going to be sequestered from April 15th to June 15th. No, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> but how fitting would that be at the Rain Tree Inn, though? Knowing that, like, the guy in the room next to you, his brother is the one who's trial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Better like, why was. are we even convicting this guy? The guy next door to me is doing way worse every night. <laughs> I stick you in that hotel that used to be over by Webb's personal touch. This <laughs> <laughs> is just—it's so out of character for Henry. We're going to get real good at these trials by the end of next year. Um, I have a hunch it's a bit of a mix of both because you know they couldn't have uh, jury trials for quite a while because of COVID. So I bet that they're just—I bet they can't just start. They have to kind of ramp up to getting it, get the jury pools, get the mailers out, get them in, interview, whatever. I think we heard during the one of the reasons why there are so few jury trials is, or jurors required traditionally is because they've only had like four trials last year. I think that we heard that in the May primary series uh, where there just weren't a hell of a lot of people that were called or required to do it. So maybe this is your year, Zach. This could be the, your big chance. I'm hoping. Anytime. Yeah. What you ought to do is just go take a lawn chair and just sit outside the, the courthouse. Next Sign time that says I'm available. Say <laughs> so just emergency backup juror. I'm I'm yeah, ready, I'll, willing, I'll and able. I think it would be fascinating. Self-nominated. Just write a letter, dear judge, whomever. I would like to I offer myself. One of these days, I want to I want to uh, work like be a volunteer at the polls. But now all the schools give all the kids like the day off or make it an e- e-learning day. So that's not going to happen anytime soon. I'm not sure. all the schools, just Newcastle. A bunch of them gave the day off. Actually, I don't know. Um, I've got friends in Indianapolis. Their kids had the day. Most schools were either out, but yeah, Newcastle did e-learning that day. So I was on dad duty. And one kid tried to break the polling machine. So one of your own children? Yes. <laughs> he was just hitting all the buttons. I was like, should have turned him loose. He tried to vote for somebody that I won't vote for. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Do you care a- to share that name? Uh, yeah, because he won't, he won't ever hear from me. He's blocked me. He tried to vote for Ken and Gray. Ken's <laughs> <laughs> unopposed. No threat to Ken. I was like, nope. And he, I let him vote for everybody else that was unopposed. Some of them I didn't even know who they were, but like they're unopposed. But I'm like, nope, we don't vote for him, son. And I, and I unsel- <laughs> it took like three tasks by unselected that vote. You and should have turned him loose. Not in this house, Zach. And says. Henry County would still be trying to figure out the election results today. <laughs> well, the scary thing was he was reaching around the side of the machine. He's like, oh, there's buttons over here. I'm like, I don't know what any of these do. I don't know what any of these do. And these machines already talk very badly to you if you don't do what they think you should do. So, yeah. He could have gotten electrocuted. Oh, I, I could just imagine if like the whole, he just somehow knocks the whole system down or something and like shuts down the art center as a voting center. It's like, what happened? Uh, some guy brought a six year old. Darren, you look like the kind of guy that's been a poll worker. before. I have. 
I, I've, worked, I've heard I've, you do the hear ye, hear ye. No, no, no. That's the uh, no, because uh, that's the inspectors who do that. And you have to be the Republican is the inspectors. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, until if you, we get if the Democrats, if the Democrats get their shit together at some point, <laughs> yeah. Darren showed we, me we how to a, use the voting machines before. I think I've gone in to vote and Darren's been the judge. It didn't automatically vote Democrat for you when Darren helped. <laughs> Let me just push this button and walk away. <laughs> Don't touch anything else. It's a feature, not right. a bug. I was obligated to stand 50 feet away when that message was given. So I, uh, yeah, I always enjoyed working at polls. I couldn't do it this year because uh, my name was on the ballot. So, but I would, I would have been working otherwise. All right. Did you go out and electioneer? <laughs> but it was, was such no a contested race. There was no call for that. He's voting again, or encouraging you to not vote for him. Great segue, gentlemen. Uh, we have, it's already a campaign season again. <laughs> still, it's like, still, still, it's like you sports. It just never, <laughs> never, it never ends. It's like I've talked to people like, yeah, so-and-so got done with uh, basketball. They got done with like track or cross country on Tuesday and they started basketball on Thursday. I'm like, Oh my gosh, they got a one day break. And that's what it feels like we got from the election. So, so we voted on Tuesday, the house of representatives officially last night went, went Republican. Nancy Pelosi today said she's no longer going to be uh, the Democrat leader of the house. She's retiring from that. Going to stay in office, but she's retiring. Uh, today, uh, the mayor announced the mayor of Newcastle, uh, the honorable Greg York, uh, who's working on fixing my green spot in my front yard. Uh, he's announced that he wants a, is it a fourth term? Fourth term. Yep. Four, a fourth term as, as mayor of Newcastle. Uh, he made that announcement today at the big chamber of commerce luncheon. Um, I, I, did you attend that forest? I did not. You were not there. I, I was doing my ahead. research. You, were, <laughs> you, you, we have got a lot to cover today. Ages of research. Um, Ages. I'm terrified to see how we may be here till three in the morning. I don't know. Uh, Forrest has put in more effort than anybody ever has in the history of backup hosts. Um, so uh, the mayor York is, has announced he's going to run clay Morgan as I, I think he's, a, I don't know where clay's at. If he said he's running or if he's exploring or if he's exploring to be running, but I know he's doing everything. It looks like that you are running. He's selling mayor for Morgan sweatshirts. I was going to say, I think mayor for Morgan. There's even like a, a Morgan for mayor. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. There's a Morgan for mayor <laughs> Instagram account. I mean, how much more official does it need to be? There's been a video. Yes. I just don't know. I don't know how, I don't know where he's at in the media cycle. If he's, if he's going to, if it's official or if he's just looking. I, I did look. You can't officially put your name on the ballot until next year. Well, hell, I could say I, I'm running for mayor. You, well, I mean, well, be careful. Because I, I am some, not running there, for mayor. There is some paperwork to go with that <laughs> if you say the wrong phrase. <laughs> you have to start filing campaign reports no. within 10 days if you're not careful. No, I am not running for mayor. Scratch that. <clears throat> I mean, you could, you, you could, now your friends could speak about it publicly and possibly. Uh, but if you do want to run for mayor or any of the municipal offices, uh, January 4th through February 3rd are the filing dates for Team R and Team D. So uh, the Democrat team chicken, they have a different path where if you want to run as a libertarian, uh, you would get appointed by committee uh, by uh, uh, the convention. And that could happen as late as July. So basically what happens is. Anybody that wants to run has until February 3rd, that January to February window, Team R and Team D to put their name on the ballot in the primary. If it goes unfilled, then the party can then 
backfill somebody in there. That's the Darren Jacobs backdoor solution <laughs> uh, to to getting on the ballot, which which leads to the least amount of controversy. Path of least resistance. Path of least resistance. You hope you sit there and you hope and you wait that nobody's going to file, <laughs> and then on the last day, you quietly get put on. You don't tell anybody you're running, and then ta da, you got the you got the job. That's the this is the way experienced politicos do it. Or you can do the Clay Morgan and why, announce yeah, three months we, before and just have to absolutely just and run and work run. hard and, and raise money and, and, and push the snowball uphill. Even the red turnout, I think that's going to be a hard race. So that's that's the interesting part of this is that Henry County went in Henry Township, which is where Newcastle went so massively red in this last this last election cycle that I think we are going to have the most competitive mayor's race in 20 years in the town. It, it took a very special circumstance in a three-way race for a Republican to want to win when Jim Small, was it Jim Small, was mayor of, of the town. Um, and that was about 20 years ago. Zach's got this look of excitement on his face that uh, only... <laughs> I'm remembering some of those past administrations and things that didn't go that well, but... I, I mean, today when we were talking about, we were talking about in a chat setting up for the episode that, um, I think anybody that the current mayor has been in office for like 11 years, there's t- things he's done at times. I'm like in eh, a little bit, but like he, tra- he hustles the guys all over town. Um, he might personally be the one digging up Jeremiah's yard. You never know the way he is sometimes. So like, I will, I'll give the guy, he cares and he hustles. And then I like clay too. So like, I love a race. Where so far, at least both candidates, I'm like, we'll, we'll be perfectly fine with either one of these people. And those are the best races in, in supposed to some races where it's screaming one way. You're like, please, we cannot handle this one person being elected. Or once in a while you get a race and you're like, I don't like any of these people. <laughs> like none of them. I vote for nobody. And so. Like, so that's a, that's we have, a race. That's, Zach has attended more city council meetings than any city councilman or mayor has in the last year. <laughs> a couple, and he couple. says, and he says that we are in the best hands possible. So I feel good about it. Yeah, between those two, I, I'm not. I wouldn't be concerned at all about either one of them. So it's going to be competitive. I'm I'm excited about covering covering that race and seeing how many competitive races there are. Um, Do you think you'll get the mayor on the boss of Liberty? The invitation will be sent. I don't know if we're going to find out that there's the, you know, that you never know when there's going to be a water main break and somebody has to stand there and fix it. Um, I'm sometimes it's tough to get my co host to come on the show. So I <laughs> can I, we get both the mayor and Clay on? That's generally night? what we that, try to do. That would be fun. That's generally what we try to do. Uh, assuming they get through the primaries, I there's no, there's no guarantee that we're not going to see more they than one R or one D in the, in, in January. Um, who knows? It, we'll, we're going to watch the race as it develops. But I think you got a really good candidate on each side right now. Um, and isn't I every heard, city council seat up? Also? Yes. So every single city council seat is up as well. So you and our ta- our clerk treasurer as well. So every single person or uh, in city government that's elected is is up. So once every four years, the city of Newcastle has a complete. There's no institutional retention at all. You could just. It could be a clean sweep. They could say, "Hey, burn we're putting wind, we're putting wind turbines in where Firestone used to be, and you could get everybody thrown out of office in just two seconds." It, it you never know. That was a joke, and Darren didn't take it. He just, he just <laughs> let it wash over. He's just, me. He's I just don't even hear it. It just blew on by. 
That was bad. <laughs> well, this is okay. Well, this is only the first hour. It's a six hour show with, with Forrest tonight. <laughs> Got to get warmed up. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to hand the baton over to Forrest. He has, once again, if you're a patron, I, I encourage you in the super secret Facebook group that you get into, you get, uh, you get show notes. You can click in the show notes and there's a little link in there where it says Forrest Plank has done his research. That brings you, Jane Bertram says it's too soon. Listen, I, I'm told that wind is dead in Henry County, so it's not too soon, Jane. I disagree. Uh, if you click on uh, in the in the show notes, Forrest Plank has done his research. You get an entire extra page of show notes from Forrest. Had I known these were going public, I would have like. Oh no, this is. I would have pretty up a little bit more. You can go in and change them, but this is uh, this, it's it's lovely. I. I I, you looked my, at it three or four different times. My lunch hour was only so long. <laughs> you got an incredible amount done in a 30 minute lunch hour. All right. So you wanted to talk about the, I guess two or three major things have happened this week already. Yep. Our former Congressman, our former governor, our former vice president, same guy, our Congressman's brother, Mike Pence. Uh, he's, he sat down for an interview with ABC News, and he he said, "I." I'm he was pissed. even on CNN. Uh, yeah, he did the ABC interview, his... and then the next day he did. It. I don't know where he, they did it. I assume it was somewhere local. I think half the crowd was from Indiana. Yeah, so there was a there was a Jake Tapper uh, CNN town hall meeting that I missed, but I did watch the uh, the, the ABC David, whatever the hell the guy's name is, David somebody. They're they're big guy. Uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce from Frazier, I assume is probably his. <laughs> it's probably who it is. Uh, he, he sat down with him at his house in uh, where the hell does he live? Is he live in Zionsville now? Do you guys know? I'll I don't make know. it up. We're gonna say he lives in Zionsville, the richest place in town in the state. So Mike Pence sat down and said, "Hey, my life was in danger. I'm I'm very cross with Donald Trump. <laughs> he was as pissed off as he could be. Uh, By and him that, being pissed off, he he said, I think we have better choices. I think we have better choices." Uh, or I think we will have better yes. choices. Uh, but then, so here's the thing. Mike Pence, he can be really humble, but he can also be really humble in a way that's really irritating because he wants you to realize that he's the gift that's on the other side of the humble. Yes. So he was trying to be like, I think we'll have better choices. And then it was like, it's and it's going to be me. But he wouldn't say it's going to be me because he wants the moment of it's going to be me. So you're going to have Mike Pence and then Donald Trump announced that he is running. And then yep. probably the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, is probably going to. What be did Trump call DeSantis earlier this week? The sanctimonious. <laughs> the sanctimonious. <laughs> so you're going to have the guy, the former president. You're going to have the governor of Florida who looks over the property of the current of the former president, <laughs> and then his vice president is going to run. This Who's is now a, shunned him. This is going to be a lovely Aaron Sorkin movie later. I'm really looking forward to the whole thing. <laughs> All right, so I've set this up for us. What do we need to know? After his announcement, I, I, you know, I don't want to get too far in because there's been two episodes this week that have nearly broken the internet. But after his announcement, the fact checkers went wild. And one simple Google Somebody went search, back and reviewed the stuff he was talking about. Yes, and I think all you have to do is Google Donald Trump announcement fact check so if you would do that right away you'll see 19 or 20 items that they bulleted calling them out oh he's looking it up right now donald trump donald trump announcement fact check 
If this is a fundraiser for Donald Trump, I swear to God. <laughs> this is CNN's false yep. 20, 20 point blah, 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 blah. Yep. CNN came out, blasted him. New York Times, Washington Post, Forbes, uh, the Public Policy Center, and our friends across the pond with the BBC, Independent, all of them came out just absolutely hammering him. But it, it's the same rhetoric that we've seen for the last six or seven years from him about how, how I'm the greatest. So, so but, he was he was unhappy about the Afghanistan withdrawal yeah, because we left eighty five billion dollars worth of military equipment over there. Is that true? Um, I think uh, Congress only put out like eighty three billion for the entire Afghan war. So I don't think that's true. Uh, and then he claimed that the uh, his administration filled up the strategic petroleum reserve, but now it's all gone. There were fewer barrels when he left office than when he went in. Uh, Chinese tariffs. No president ever sought or received one dollar for our country from China until Donald J. Trump came along. That's what he said. Although I think the number is like twelve billion dollars. Average annually for the eight years prior okay. to him going to right. office. So I, this is national politics. So I thought we were talking about campaign contributions, but this is actual federal revenue is what yes. he's trying to claim. Yeah. So now he's so he was saying that we were never getting any federal tariffs from China until, until he, he was president. Yep. And that's that's not the case. He was only off by twelve billion or so. That's close per year. 12, per year, twelve billion amongst friends. Who the hell cares? Enough to cover the Afghan war. <laughs> I was just doing math in my head. Sorry. Uh, Trump said that uh, the sea levels might raise an inch of an inch in 300 years. So don't worry about it. Uh, I think the number is closer to like eight to 12 inches in 30 years. I'm going to tell you. So um, I, I don't live on the coast, so I, the, it, I don't think it's going to reach for, Melody Lane. I, for here. now, you don't live on the coast. <laughs> Listen, Henry Henry County, right here in Newcastle, we're at about a thousand seventy feet. So we've got we've got the high ground. I have a few hundred years. We're going to be okay for a minute. Uh, we'll be dead and gone before it's a problem here. Now, if if Columbus, Ohio becomes a seaport, then we'll have an issue to talk about. <laughs> but I, until then, uh, cheaper cruises will be to get to Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> and Florida will be gone. So Florida man will be gone. Florida, what no, will we talk no, about then? Florida man will not be gone. He'll adapt and he'll be Alabama Al. Uh, no, he'll be, no it, it'll be Kentucky man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the, the real concern is going to be when the Gators live in Kentucky. That'll, oh, yeah. That just makes hunting season interesting. Oh, let's see. More, more on that later. More on uh, gas prices. Gas prices. Dollar eighty-seven a gallon. Seven, $8 a gallon is what. That's one of the things that drives me the most crazy is because they love to talk about like oh gas was like was like, did it get was it under a dollar a gallon for a hot second yeah. when we couldn't go anywhere yeah i didn't yeah get when to, there's I massive supply to, i didn't get to buy any of that gas because i couldn't but, go anywhere i was you could have driven around the block following darren while he was walking yeah. i know i actually would see darren when i was walking because i would walk and darren would walk and i'd see darren walking almost to my house and because i was i was taking an hour lunch so i had time to i could walk downtown and back but and, and gas prices are dumb now. It's, it's a ridiculous. Oh, I only got th- for three fifty, but you couldn't go anywhere. And I don't know if anybody else noticed ten full hat moments. So if somebody can give me a better explanation. Great. Gas prices around here jumped sixty cents for the election, and then immediately went back down. 
Hmm. They were like 360. Well, a week before, uh, week and a half before the election, they shot to 425. Well, that's because we got another 30 cents of gas tax on November. Yeah, but now 1st. it's back down to like 350. But yeah. The, the gas price thing is like, well, it was down so cheap. I'm like, where'd you go? Biden Nowhere. did you that. You couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> but so, yeah. Should have saved it, should have saved it and put some stable in it, Zach, and just put it in your garage. Could have had hundreds of gallons of gasoline. I, barrel upon barrel. I've learned all you need is just a big rubber bag and put it in the trunk of your truck and you can take it home. Uh, shop, shopping bags were great. I've seen, I've seen those pictures on Instagram. Mason jars. It's now Mason. snowing in, uh, in, in Green Bay, by the way, for those that took the over. Uh, let's see. We skipped over a couple of items. Uh, the presidential records. Uh, oh, yeah. He claimed, of, uh, he claimed Obama that Obama took, stole records, yeah, he too. He took all those records to Chicago, but I, I think uh, National Archives did that. I think history shows that any president has records transported to wherever their library is going to be, right? But they're not the classified records. <laughs> and they don't personally take them. All right. Uh, let's see. The uh, There was something about I, – I have to admit, I did not watch the speech, but I, I can't believe you sat through it for us. You, couldn't have, you couldn't have chained I, me down. <laughs> I got the Cliff Notes version. The Poland miss- – so, all right. I was busy at a 4-H meeting. And the world freaks out because World War Three started because immediately there was a report this week that, th- that there was a, a Russian missile. A Russian missile was aimed for the Ukraine and landed in Poland. Landed four miles into Poland. So this is on the day of the Trump announcement speech. A yep. couple of Poles lost their lives. And Trump's claim was that it went 50 miles into Poland. People are going absolutely crazy and they're not happy. And He's going to do something about it. And now news comes out and, and it wasn't even a Russian missile to begin with. It was an accidental Ukrainian missile that went yep. the wrong way. Eastern Europe and their technology, you know, um, I'm already tired of the 2024 presidential race, 2026 presidential race. What the hell year is it going to be? 24, 24, 24. Oh my God. I want is out. Really? I want out already. Oh, <laughs> This is we're we are, we are two years three months out. Yes, <laughs> I'm already over twenty three months. I'm already over it. As excited as I am about talking about the Newcastle City election, I am equally unexcited about the next seven hours of this page that we have to read for us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Poland missile disaster that didn't happen. Yep. Uh, he he talked about the wall. That, oh, all the claims that about the wall that is, he built that hasn't hun- been built. is Honduras going to pay for it? Who's paying for it this time? But tariffs will <laughs> that he collected. <laughs> so Biden, Biden's mental acuity. He quoted a satirical piece from the Boise Times yeah, in 2020. Boise Times. It, I had to go out and see if this what this website really looked like, and, and it looks like a legit website until you start reading some of the articles. So he quoted Biden as saying, "I don't know, welcome to Idaho when he was in Iowa, or welcome to Iowa when he was in Idaho, one of those and." He pronounced it as the truth. Or maybe he's, said, where's Jackie? He's just he's just starting to get his staff writing, his uh, his staff writers back. Give him a, give him a break. In the, in the I, next- I shared I shared an article on Facebook this week that was obviously satirical. Oh, people buy it. Though. And everybody thinks it's real about the 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 looping roller coaster that's going to be at Disney World oh, they, they that has no tracks. tracks. Yeah. yeah, jumps the track. Yeah. yeah, and I made a smart ass comment about how they have to weigh you in to make sure that you can. That, <laughs> you that, and I are going to have to be on right. opposite ends of uh, that ride. Yeah, also, yeah. Also, we are we are with the current because I think I've seen that Biden's at least informally say he's going to run again, 
and Trump's in. If one of those two is our next president, one of them will cite the onion. (laughs) One of them will, because they both at times aren't right on the ball. And then other times, yeah. So we're just a matter of time before the onion makes a presidential speech and not ironically. The important thing is to realize that you should never give this much power to the federal government. And it, the best thing is that if you, when you elect one of these guys is that they're just a mascot and the people with the real pe- power are the folks like Darren on your town council. That's right. That's where you want the real power. Don't to remind be. us of what happened in the municipal elections, man. <laughs> it's not good there either. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else we got? We got some the, more the, stuff on illegal immigrants. Yeah. How many have been captured and sent back out? And then uh, Trump the, said the that it's going to cost you. It's going to cost you four times more for your turkey. Uh, three Does to four times more. Bought their turkey yet? I am. I'm not in the turkey buying department. We, yeah, we didn't. We but, don't get a full one. I, we have. A, I'll, I'll, we're amongst friends. We have to travel uh, for Thanksgiving. So I. I we. You can we'll leave with the frozen and show up with it. <laughs> <laughs> On where you're traveling to Georgia. Here's a very questionable turkey that's been riding with me for 800 miles. Good luck, guys. If we all get the shits on Saturday, <laughs> the temperature popper still in it. It's ready to go. Uh, yeah, just put it in the back on in, uh, in the back seat on high and let it cook. It'll be roasting on the uh, on the floor vent. Uh, so Donald J's claim is that turkey prices are up three to four times over when he was in office, and I guess that's Joe's fault too. But I think, I think the numbers show it's like seven to ten percent up, and that's primarily driven by an avian flu outbreak, which probably brought in by people from China. That does that does that count it. the reduction that Aldi came out with this week? Because if you go to Aldi, do you really think Trump shops at Aldi? <laughs> Old people love to shop at Aldi. <laughs> hey, I came to Aldi before I came here. <laughs> They always look so intense when they're packing their stuff into the, like they steal the can trays that the cardboard chase. Yeah. They love that place. Yeah. That's all right. Not dealer leader though. Dealer leader doesn't like it, but <clears throat> all the fact checkers. Yes. One organization will not fact check Donald J. Trump now. And who's that? That would be Facebook. Really? Because he is now officially a politician and they're not in the business of influence. Well, I think their quote is, is this a recent development that they don't fact check politicians now? They don't. I, I think it's actually like three or four years old. Have they just given up? The, I, they don't have the computing power. But but now that I mean, he, they don't have the server space to fact check politicians. Because, now that he is officially okay. a politician once again, you know, from the time he left office, he was no longer a politician, and they can fact check the hell out of him. Okay. And now that he said I'm going to run again, he's actively a politician. How many and, jobs do you think he killed by run, right, getting back in the well, office? Well, they're all coming back. Well, Twitter. Well, I'm just they saying they all left Twitter because Elon fired them all. So now I know, but there had to be a Zuck's team of like 10 or 12 him. guys that just sat there and had to fact check Donald. And then and now he's running for office. So they just got shit canned. Actually, I, I think Meta uses a, a third party fact checker. So it's, it's not Mark's team. No, but, but he, so they're just severing the contract. Yeah, but we don't need this anymore. But their quote is it's not our role to intervene when politicians speak. All right. So uh, when he speaks. Coming out, I'm sure. So you're, you, we're going to mark you down as an undecided voter going into the <laughs> primary. <laughs> the jury's out on that one. All right. Uh, let's see. Next on Forrest hit piece on the former president. Uh, 
he raised a hundred pages ago. Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's Save America PAC uh, had a hundred million dollars in cash on hand last month, and after the uh, the FBI raid of, raid of Mar-a-Lago, they they raised ten million dollars. Ten million dollars. Come pay my legal fees. I'm so poor. Listen, that's how politics works, man. You'll- and, and Zach, you, you want to share your little tidbit? That- so, and this is something that actually came out of one of the wall chats. And I saw it, but um, they sent an email out to all these people trying to raise money for the Herschel Walker campaign that run off in it was Georgia. And if you read the fine print, it said that for every dollar you donated, um, 10 cents of it went to Herschel Walker's campaign and 90 cents went to the Trump campaign. But that wasn't in big check. They're like big text. I was like, in the fine print you had to read. So he was using that situation to raise more money for himself, but make it look like you're raising money for somebody else. So read the fine print. Listen, the, the shell game of raising money in politics, I don't know why anybody's surprised that it's corrupt. It's just, it, it's that's, that's the <laughs> You're game. supposed to raise money when you run for office. Hey, why didn't anybody tell me that? Listen, in, in the eye of straight ticket voting, it doesn't help. <laughs> Ask Darren out there in Spiceland. You can run on a shoestring budget and get elected. Sometimes you don't even have to get elected. You just get put back on. <laughs> <laughs> election. I know somebody that got Darren, elected. did you have a sign out? No. I know somebody that got elected <sighs> to a position. When, when, it was not a, a municipal. It was a nonpartisan election for a school board. And he doesn't. He's like on a second or third term. He's never bought a sign. It's if, small town. People know who you if are. If you are on the board... And you can't recruit somebody to replace you. You are stuck on the board. Life, life. You are automatically reelected. Is that that's essentially the way it works? But you can't resign, though, right? Yeah, but you'll get shamed. Twitter. Yeah, and I'm sure there's a lot of Quaker shame in Spiceland if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when they run into you at the Dollar General or the Casey's General store, <laughs> pumping your gas, Twitter, Twitter, quit on us. Why'd Jacobs. you leave us? They guilted him back into running again. He left for a period of time, and here he's here he's back again. All right. Uh, so, Mr. Mike Pence uh, of Zionsville, uh, he's running for president again. So the, immediately the book is out. Are you going to get your book signed? Are you going to get a book? No, I don't even know if I put forth the effort to read it. <laughs> I may listen to it on audiobook. If I'm I think it's going to be fascinating, drive. honestly. I, I I just want to read the chapter about January sixth. Yeah, that's that's all I want to hear. And I hope he's brutally honest. So I, in the ABC interview that I did sit through, he said that president Trump never called him, never said jack shit, but the Democrat leadership did call him. So I think Mike Pence might be a Democrat again. He was kind of inferring (laughs) that they were nicer to him. Man, that would be a plot twist. He started as Democrat in the eighties. He was a Democrat. So did Trump. Yeah. (laughs) For Trump to say something to him, Trump would have to, in some regard, acknowledge some level of responsibility for the events of the day. In the ABC interview, he he said that Trump all but was remorseful when he found out his family was there, when his wife and his kids were there. It, I think Mike Pence was being wildly sincere in the interview, but he spoke in platitude that made it feel insincere. Is that is the speaking? It was almost that, fake. Yeah, it, well, he. I mean, that's just the way Mike Pence. I know, yeah. but it's gotten he, to a, like it's gotten to another a, level. Yeah, his, it's like he was his, created in a Republican lab somewhere. His, <laughs> his, 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 the approximation of what a human being is. 
He is a facsimile. Are you saying he came from the GOP Wuhan lab? But he's he's he, his, his it, level it's changed in like the last. He was growing years. right next to Dolly the sheep. His, he's he's telling an honest actual story and it's accounting, yeah. and then it turns into, and then he talks about his kids oh. in the middle of it, and it's a it's I think it's heartfelt, but it's just. He is so polished. Cringy. He is so, so perfect is, that it does. It's yeah. not believable. Do, do you yeah. remember in, in Men in Black when they had the screen up that had all the aliens on it? That was like uh, uh, like uh, Michael Jackson and all these weird celebrities. Is, is I he could really see, planted in there? I could I could see Mike Pence in like the corner there as as an alien that nobody knew about. So Craig DeCosta, uh, wonderful patron, says, uh, "Why did I get a notification that Chris Spangle just went live in the middle of your live podcast? Aren't you supposed to be on the same network?" Disrespect. Thank you for bringing this up, Craig. Yeah. We will discuss this at the next wall meeting. Uh, <laughs> it's secret time because we're amongst friends. We're actually live. Chris pre-records that shit and then pushes it out <laughs> pretending to be live. But we're here to see your comments. And we're actually here. He's off. He's off on his private boat in the islands with his wife. Uh, and he really only does like three days of podcasting a month. But the rest of the time he's in the Bahamas pretending to be in Indianapolis. So start trash talking in his chat. He's not really. Yeah, there. he's not really. there. <laughs> he's, he is not there to yeah. wildly, just wildly speculating. Craig, we're actually here and we care. And we know that you are paying thirty six dollars for a single turkey in Hawaii. And yes, it is really cold here. And it is. I'm wearing a hoodie. 28 degrees. Somebody, Listen to Patreon. You'll understand my plight. As somebody pointed out, the official winter coat of the Midwest, the hoodie, <laughs> it counts. So we had we had Friendsgiving, uh, and Brian Nichols, who was on Patreon, he came by. Brian is from Philadelphia. He's from New York, but he lived in Philadelphia. He moved to Newcastle from Philadelphia. He despises John Fetterman. So I wore this hoodie to Thanksgiving, Friendsgiving, and I said, this is my Fetterman shirt. And he almost left. <laughs> it almost cost us Friendsgiving. Uh, when I wore my Fetterman hoodie, uh, but you know, hey, well, no. it's, it's if I can't give my friends hell, I don't want to be friends. I don't, I don't know what else to do. Um, anyway, all right, what else we got on our list, uh, Mister Mister Co-host Plank? Is that the end of your Trump rant? Yes. Is there anything That's else? Enough. Man, uh, you got me nothing on DeSantis. What do I need to know about Ron DeSantis? DeSantis what? isn't his name. What is it? The Sanctimonious. <laughs> Is anybody else going to run? Or, so you're, you're our, you're I, our token. I, I'm certain Pence is going to throw his name in there. Yeah. So, so Pence, DeSantis, and Trump. Is there room for any other Republican to get in this race? And actually. Who's the wild card? <laughs> That's what hurt him last time, though. When there was too many who ran. Yeah. That's how Trump got ahead. If they're smart this time, they'll close ranks early on and. They'll do what the Democrats do and just say, God damn it, we have to suck up and yep. go, go with Joe. Screw yeah, Bernie. Is somebody going to go down to Texas and pull Scott along for their run? I don't know. I don't know if there's – I don't think there's another – they should not run somebody else. So then two Democrats just going to go with Joe again and that's that's it? I, I uh, you, have to, you, you are the highest-ranking Democrat official in the room, so you have to speak for the entire party. <laughs> Uh, I I think if he chooses to run, I think it would be unlikely that there would be a serious challenge. So. Pull, pull your mic up just a little higher oh. so people actually hear you. Yep. So so it, do they have an emergency backup candidate in case he turns eighty two and realizes he doesn't want to do this anymore? <laughs> so I think that's Kamala. I would think. I think that uh, that's going to be difficult. But I mean, I I don't know who they jump over the vice president with. 
So, I mean, you could see, you know, if somebody really wanted to. Pete Buttigieg is kind of he, doing another little tour. He could be again. out there, but he's becoming—he's the most visible Secretary of Transportation we've ever had in the history yeah. of the world. I mean, you could have but Indiana he, versus Indiana. Well, I guess he moved to Michigan, didn't he? I'm, he's from South Bend. I think. Yeah, but I, has he changed he, his residency? I think he moved up to Michigan. Really? Yeah. Not to DC. I mean, Indiana—Indiana Indiana versus Indiana would be a fantastic slander and libel over race. here, Forrest. You've got—I hope you've got a good policy. Saying when you accuse a Hoosier of moving to Michigan, at least it's not is, Kentucky. This is troubling. It's not Ohio. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna look, try and look it up, but here's the fun part. After John, John Mock is watching, he thinks Hillary's running again. Will you keep, take that negativity back to your side of the county, sir? We don't. <laughs> we here's just, the best thing is even Google. When I start to type in where does Pete, and I start BU, and then like. There are five different spellings for his last name. Even in the Google, <laughs> Google suggests doesn't even know how to spell Pete Buttigieg's last name. We're lucky we can pronounce it. Yeah, Mayor Pete. Well, Secretary Pete now, but Mayor he was Pete. running. Mayor Pete Mayor was Pete way Secretary easier to say. Yes. <sighs> I don't All right, know. Zach. Is where it, is it? I'm trying to. Well, I think Mark Kelly would be a fine, fine candidate. I'm shocked that he doesn't live. He would not. He wouldn't live in D.C. Being the Secretary of Transportation. Yeah, he wouldn't have that's moved where, to Virginia. That's what. I, well, I would. I, you would get an apartment. I mean, the guy. I, hell, let's. You want to have some real fun? How much money do you think Pete Buttigieg made as the mayor of uh, of South Bend, Indiana? No, not not enough. How much in comparison to the sixty three thousand dollars that the mayor of Newcastle gets? That's. I'm gonna be honest. That's shockingly low. Like for a, to run a city. I'm a little surprised by that. All right, I want y'all to lock your numbers in here. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna Google this and see how much money you get paid to be the mayor of South Bend, Indiana. I'm gonna say mayor of South Bend, one twenty. I'm gonna say one ten. Uh, I'll go low. I'll go ninety. This isn't the Price is Right. Oh, come on now. One dollar. You, you guys went for one dollar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say he made one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Searching. We're gonna use the year 2019. Hundred and fifteen thousand fifty-two dollars. So the hundred and twenty would be the closest. I was one twenty. Zach was one ten. Hundred and fifteen, right in the middle. Yep, we split it. Peter Buttigieg of South Bend, uh, Saint Joseph County, and then he probably made that in a day off his book. (laughs) Oh yeah, no doubt. His his salary is the uh, Secretary of Transportation, two hundred twenty-one thousand dollars. Let's see if they gave him some raises. Let's go back in time. Back in uh, back in 2013, they paid him 104 thousand. So he he grew the size and scope of government over there. You know, ah, oh, Craig DeCosta with a fine uh, a fine choice. Uh, Jared Polis, the uh, the governor of Colorado. He uh, he's he's the DeCosta pick. It'd be fun. He's the he's would the, that lead to a federal legalization? Uh, I would sure hope it would lead to something. Please, uh, let's just get it over with. I think that's the uh, okay. That that is what the Democrats should do between now and when they lose control of the House is to is to actually yes, pass is to something. pass that through and be done with it. I think I'd even heard it might have been political scapegoating. Somebody can fact check me on this one, but like his uh, the president saying that he was going to release all these people, nobody actually got released. Like the the criteria that were set forth, nobody actually met those criteria. It's like come on, just turn people loose and. In the case of Indiana, reschedule it, and then because that's what the governor here says he's waiting on, reschedule it as a drug. 
I don't know what we're dragging. So Pete Buttigieg has moved to Traverse City, Michigan. This is... But that was a family move. It's understandable. Why did he move? That's where Chaston's parents live. (sighs) Carpetbagger, man. What this does, (laughs) it's a bit of calculated because you can't get elected as a Democrat in statewide office here. Right. So you're either going to run for president or you need to get some something going. So if he moves to Michigan, establishes Michigan residency, two years, four years from now, senator can, from Michigan, he can be Senator Buttigieg, yep. and then and then he can run for president from there in four years, six years, eight years, whatever. Because the guy is like, I, I don't know, he's probably forest age, forty two. How, how old do you think he is? I don't know. He's not as old as Zach. Zach's fifty six. So I know. <laughs> yeah. I feel it too. Let's look up. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get so hit up. With spam. <laughs> these sur- these all the Googles. 40. 40 years old. 41. He's just, he, he's like uh, 10 months older than me. Once again, another reason for you to feel like you haven't accomplished that much. We started the day talking about uh, uh, new Congressman Rudy, who's uh, 37 years old, uh, MBA from uh, Notre Dame and Congressman from the second district. Rudy Yakum and here, all these South Bend guys are wildly successful at young ages. Uh, down here, we're just you're just hanging out. Craig DeCosta, he has abandoned Indiana. If he runs for something else first, it would be would it be Booty Call twenty twenty eight. I'm sorry, I started reading that <laughs> sentence. Uh, <laughs> Craig, we're going to put you in charge of the messaging for the Buttigieg campaign <laughs> up in Michigan. Uh, I'm going to say that we lost him as an Indiana citizen because they have legal weed up there, and we don't. Uh, that's probably what happened. Now, this will lead us into our ne- our final, or well, not our final, nearly our final topic of the night. Van Wert. Have you guys ever been to Van Wert, Ohio? I have. I've been to Van Wert. It's the eastern suburb of Fort Wayne, yep. if, you, if you guys okay. know. Uh, bought a goat there once about 25 years ago. <laughs> uh, a fine Nubian dairy goat. We were looking to bring some new blood into the herd. Uh Apparently, they had a commercial. Now, you you have some, some experience with this kind of a thing in one of your former lives, Darren. Um, there was a commercial mink operation where they grew mink. Okay. They Which there's only twelve minks. of these across the country. There were like three of them in Ohio. Apparently, they're very mink friendly. Uh, in Michigan. So there were forty thousand mink wow. that were turned loose in Van Wert, Ohio. Oh my! In what? is theoretically either one of two things. Somebody got very sloppy with closing the gate or they had some, uh, some uh, terrorism uh, from a ethical treatment of animals style organization. It was ALF. I don't know what ALF stands for, but it was ALF. They spray paint and we'll be back. ALF would have eaten the meat. <laughs> if I remember my eighties comedy <laughs> trivia, uh, that would have been, they would have, they would have been edible. So now there are 40,000 loose mink. No, no. In- there were 40,000. Okay. They believe that there are still 10,000 out and about. <laughs> they caught 30,000 mink. How do you wrangle up 30,000 well, mink? Well, one of the articles that I saw earlier in the week said that they like the county had plows out on the road. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that was, you know what? A thought came to my brain, and it was a napalm barbecue. And you made it worse. You went darker. They're plowing mink. Yeah. 
So the, the, I'm just picturing all of these rednecks uh, around Fort Wayne with the uh, brand new mink coats. I, <laughs> so I still have like, that new mink but smell. But they're like stitched together with like yeah. duct tape and fishing line. A baseball so, bat in one hand and a stringer full of minks in the other. As the crow flies or as the mink wanders, it's only 78 miles from here to Van Wert, Ohio. <laughs> so I don't know if they if they travel southwest for the winter. We are directly in the line oh of God. a mink invasion. And the people of uh, of Blue River Township are our first defense. Well, sadly, <laughs> it, if if it was like some animal protective organization that, that released them, they're basically domesticated since they've been cage raised their whole <laughs> life. So three days out in the wild in this lovely weather, they're all dead. Most likely. And if they don't. If they don't, there will not be any chickens left in the area. They're carnivores. Yeah. Yeah. They eat virtually anything they can catch and kill, including yeah. fish, birds, bird eggs, insects. And they're not going to find too many crabs or clams in Ohio and small mammals. So, watch. so if the, if there's a chicken farm nearby, chicken f- look yeah. out. Yes. So, uh, one of the local farmers said that ten, this ten, is this 10, is the KFO nightmare. Darren is when you have your chicken farm next to the mink operation, <laughs> the minks and the out. minks get out and they just destroy the poultry or, farm. And, and West yeah. Central Ohio has a ton of poultry farms. But I said 10,000 minks would consume 1,600 chickens a day. So, so, oh my God. So, so maybe, maybe in that part of the state, turkey is going to get real expensive because he's right. Cause I know that I've Trump run, called it. I've run around over in around where Eldora is, which is West Central Ohio, and there are multiple. There's a lot turkey. of feathers. There's a lot of feathers. There's a lot of turkey. And, and I imagine they keep them in these kind of low barns that if like 500 mink rolled in, I bet it's an absolute, I bet it looks like a video game, just a massacre, just oh, a line of them. Just I could just imagine CGI in some movie of rats running through the sewer, but this is real life minks running down the road. Yeah. Just domestic terrorism with minks. <laughs> I want to know if they had like a mink hunting season. Cause we have deer season. Now you've got every, every ironically mink is in season in Indiana right now. So you can, if they come over, they are wildly available. So I think this happened Monday or Tuesday and the mink trapping season in Indiana started Tuesday. <laughs> Could you imagine if the governor declared like a special emergency mink season? <laughs> <laughs> they were encouraging people to go out with golf clubs and baseball bats and, Club because because they are invasive, right? At least in the, the, yeah, yeah. or it's going to take it out of balance. So they, they will destroy will the ecosystem. Up. Yeah, because so, I mean, <laughs> you have to assume that some of them will find a way to survive. Sure, and, and then you know what they need to get. They're going to dig their way into some barn. Maybe they'll get into Summit Lake, <laughs> and they, they'll take care. Of, they're having a Canadian goose hunt. Yes, fifth annual fifth Summit annual, Lake Canadian so maybe, goose hunt. Maybe it won't happen because maybe the mink will come through and just take care of it anyway. I'm really hoping we have the Boss Hog Navy go out there and and we do a, a hunting excursion just for podcast content. Maybe we kill a goose, maybe we don't, but we're going to have a terrible time and we're going to talk about it. So and it's January, so January on Summit Lake in a bass boat. Why don't they just take it to Memorial Park and let people on three hit them when they want to? <laughs> That happens all the time. I remember not that long ago, Canadian geese were protected, and now we're having organized hunts. They have no – there's nothing to keep them under, under control. You need to shove them north of the border where they belong. I had a friend that used to call them an invasion force. Ever if a presidential candidate Send them all down to anti, If a presidential candidate ran on an anti-Canadian goose platform, they would probably sweep their way straight in. 
Nobody likes them. Do you imagine the redneckery associated with that? <laughs> Why not? Uh, we have to deal with them at work, and it's hilarious. They're like mean. They sit up on the building and they'll come down at people, and they'll sit outside the door and just stare at people through the doors. <laughs> and they started putting like silver streamers on sticks in the plants to try and keep them from nesting. And they tore the streamers apart and made their nests out of the streamers. <laughs> <laughs> Just like if a goose could put up a middle finger, exactly you got it. Exactly what they did, yeah. And then they would walk over from their nest and stare to see the door and wait to attack us when we went outside. So next summer, the uh, the Moral family is going to be going to the Black Hills of South Dakota, and they are the highest mountain range this side of the Rocky Mountains in North America. The inside of Custer State Park, they had they brought in some Canadian. This is in the 1920s. They brought in some Canadian mountain goats to put in a zoo. Six of them. This is how it always starts. <laughs> the first night, all six goats escaped, and they never <laughs> caught them. <laughs> this is the first night, and then they could. So what never is the population now? They are. The landmark of species of the of the Rocky of the of the uh, Black Hills of South Dakota. There are mountain goats all over the hills, and there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them from six that escaped a zoo, and they've just taken over. And the they are now as well known as the bison in the Black Hills. So does that mean like a hundred years from now it could be the we Ohio have State just minks? be overrun with mink? The same damn thing <laughs> happened. They could get rid of that Buckeye logo and become the minks. Zach doesn't trust me, so he's fact checking me right now. No, I'm I'm looking up. I'm gonna see if this Google search will give me anything. The most successful invasive species in else do in the U.S. Probably I mean, the earthworm. There's, there's so many funny. Like there's the ones where they're still. Is it was a Pablo Escobar's hippopotamuses? Yeah, yeah, they live like in Colombia or whatever. Yeah. They're not. And it's got to be the python before long. The python until the, Florida is gone. The, the pythons are very. Um, oh, the most destructive. Invasive species in the United States. Zebra mussel? Feral swine. Pigs. Ah, oh, that is a, yeah. that's not in They do remarkable damage to the ecosystem, yeah. wrecking crops and hunting animals like birds and amphibians to near extinction. They have some down in southern Indiana, don't they? Do they really? I think so. Asian carp, zebra mussel. Uh, gobies, the gobies, the zebra mussels, those are aquatic concerns. Uh, if anybody goes to the south, you know about kudzu. Kudzu is like a vine that they planted to, along the interstates, and now it's just slowly snuffing out forests. What's the one little varmint down in the southeast that destroys the banks of the rivers that, that digs away at it? No, oh, I'm not sure. The uh, the there There's this wild concern about Asian carp getting into the Great Lakes that are up in the Illinois River now. That have come all the way up to the Mississippi yeah. Valley. Because there's fear that once they get in the Great Lakes, then oh, then we're done. Yep. Then we may as well give it all back to Canada. <laughs> so 40,000 mink loose in, in Van Wert, Ohio. 10,000 so. 10, left, and there's a good chance that it, they're going to take over. So, hey, if you need a cheap winter coat, <laughs> Head to Van Wert. take your driver up there with you. <laughs> oh, what is that fur? Store that you hear the ads for, and just thinking like, oh, Elon is it Elon first. Yeah, Elon first. I have a big meat sale. Some of them slightly stained. There might be a like. A, you know, may oh, have to tan it yourself. Why is there? Why is there a little bit of road salt mixed into this one? I don't understand. Why? Midwestern mink. <laughs> is that a turkey feather? Yeah, that's so the most. What a, you have experience in this sort of stuff? Are there any other random? commercial operations that we would have no idea. I know that one of the East Central Indian communities has they, they have like a they, they do shrimp. 
right? There, there's a shrimp farm maybe in Blackford or Jay County. Yeah, there's a shrimp farm up there. There's a, a salmon farm. Is it Albany that has the, the big salmon tanks now? One time there was going to be something like that at New Lisbon Exit. I remember there was somebody that was some type of a fishery. And Henry County lost it? <laughs> yeah, believe it or not. Way to go, Darren. <laughs> Tired of me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want the competition for the Blue River, man. He's the king of the NIMBYs. What if they get out? What, what, if, what if they get out, grow, le- grow legs, and they they start mixing in the Flat Rock River with the turds from Spiceland? It would just be... <laughs> It would it would be a, a a combination that would be un un uh, not even a mink could take it down. Rush County would be decimated. <laughs> Men's warehouse. You're going You're to love, gonna your, love mink, your new mink code. I guarantee it. <laughs> We're gonna have homemade mink coats overwhelming Goodwill in Fort Wayne, Indiana by spring. <laughs> All right, uh, Darren. I I I hate to have to ask. Because I know, I know this is a big deal in your house, but Taylor Swift uh, was going to have a concert that it was going to be available to the public, and you had to be one of the Swift boaters to be able to get your early pre-sale access. Did you get your Taylor Swift concert tickets? Because if you didn't already, I think you're you might be in trouble. No, I think we're out of luck. I think we're out of luck. What what was it? The these these people that were waiting six hours, like six on seven the, hours in the queue, and then on it Ticketmaster. crashed or or. or how much more of a hero does somebody need to be in Taylor Swift to cripple Ticketmaster? <laughs> because Ticketmaster is the worst. Ticketmaster is getting somewhere Eddie Vedder is setting back laughing his ass off. Oh, I mean, I hate Ticketmaster. I know they still made a truck ton of money off this, but they're crippled. They're embarrassed. It's hilarious. And good for Taylor Swift. I mean, they've been selling tickets online almost as long as Taylor Swift has been alive. <laughs> You think they haven't figured out by now? And the only, I mean, the average twenty-five dollar ticket to an event through Ticketmaster only cost you one hundred twenty-seven dollars and forty-two cents after fees. You no, know, I understood paying ticket it? fees when you had to go to Karma, and you know Karma got some of that cut. But now, when I'm using their website, why have the fees grown astronomically? I still have to pay the fees. I've gone to the ticket office at in a venue and still had to. And pay it's a pay. digital ticket. Yeah, I got paper tickets for this event, but I still I went there hoping to save myself the fee because it was more than a ticket. So essentially what it appears has happened is that they they let all of these people get in the presale. And then the presales ate up the entire ticket inventory. They didn't just hold anything back, so they overcommitted. So their big massive sale that was supposed to happen tomorrow to the general public has just been canceled. Yep. They've ripped the rug out from people that were that had taken a vacation day on Friday to be able to get their Taylor Swift tickets, and they they're just they're just not going to do it. Did I see like the Atlanta show? There were tickets going for twenty eight thousand dollars on the secondary market. Who's spending twenty eight grand to go see? They're probably going to go to F one and I can Vegas beat. Too. I can beat that. Did you listen? Have you listened to Joey Molinero's? They talked about the for the Vegas. IndyCar race, you can get a, a it's a two story suite, six at tickets the win. at the win, six tickets, paddock club access, not paddock access, paddock club access. You still get in the paddock, million dollars or six tickets, six tickets in the hotel room. It includes a three days. day weekend plus includes spa and week- golf. Spa and <laughs> golf, yes. But if you're a real race fan, you're not going to so spa or I, golf. You're I going was, to the racetrack, but a million dollars. But if you're going to be seen, You'd like to be seen at the spa. So just for giggles, I was looking at Airbnbs in Vegas that weekend just 
I mean, I think it'd be fun to go out just just, just to hang that, out because you got that kind of money. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. No. <laughs> I was looking on the budget end, and, and like there are Airbnbs within walking distance that a few hundred bucks a night for six to eight people. You That's do doable. Wait yeah. until they figure it out. <laughs> until they figure out what they've got. They figure out what I, they've I, got, I, and those next year, those will be. I like, could never afford to see the track when I was there. So i i did I did the Airbnb for the first Music City GP in Nashville. I booked it eight months out before before they really figured out what was happening that weekend, and magically my Airbnb got canceled uh, like two weeks before the event, and I was SOL. And then Airbnb had to give me a voucher for like a grand to be able to get me anywhere close to what I had before to what I had already had booked. So, yeah, I've, I've lost a little bit of trust in the Airbnb system in locking something in in advance for, for major events. Uh, I've been, I've been burnt before. It's kind of, you get jaded kind of like, yep. kind of like going to the polling, the polling place and you just get disappointed year after year after year <laughs> after year. We don't all have Brian Nichols optimism. I had three signs in my yard and all of them lost. <laughs> <laughs> they turned into political tombstones overnight. Welcome to the party, pal. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the the entirety that I've lived in Newcastle, every political sign that I've put in my yard. <laughs> have they all lost? Except for Chad Malicote. Surprisingly, that... That's the only one that, that won. That one stuck. I'm, yeah. a, I'm on a real murderous streak. <laughs> People, if I ask for a sign, they should just say no. <laughs> but the bad thing is, two of the three elections, I had my own sign in the yard. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's good insurance, so you don't actually I put out more signs than Darren did. Well, I think people drive by my house to figure out who not to vote. So. <laughs> I, have, I have my mini barn is full of corpses of signs from the last 15 years you should have put mine out there this year i may put it out in, for the may election for the primary for the city primary my name's gonna be written in on somebody's <laughs> ballot i don't see that name on here i've got a building collection too because i a lot of times i ask for them people don't bring them actually bring them to my house like i get them from somewhere else so they don't know where i live and so they can't come back for them so i just have a collection of them that's i have a basement full of my own just in case and a stack back in the corner Chris Guffey so passionately doesn't want to have to run for city council again. He moved out of the city and changed his name so he can never run for Chris. Chris Guffey is no longer exists. He's been wiped from the face. Well, he'll give you some pads of paper with his name on him. Though they're still over there. The <laughs> there are uh, there's a lifetime supply of matchbooks and and uh, other stuff in the in the building still. All right, we are at the point in the show where Darren is starting to fall asleep on me, so we need to do final thoughts. Way past my bedtime. Zach, what do we need to know? What's uh what's coming up? You got a Christmas tree lighting ceremony. You got a parade. What's, I am uh, way out of the loop on what's going on. So yeah, so traditionally, what the parade's going to be sa- next Saturday after Thanksgiving. The Knights of Pythias parade is usually, I think, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So the what the there's a tree or something's going to be. I think that they're not going to cancel the tree lighting on account of it being cold. Oh, I don't know. No, it's got to be watched. It'll be seventy degrees by next week. But um, it's going to be like twenty-seven degrees tomorrow. I think it is supposed to be mid to upper fifties next week. It's not because it's still fall. This this weather's offensive though. just too quick of a switch for me. But yeah, I'm actually not caught up on all the dates. Everything's happening. I just knew the Knights of Pythias Parade is traditionally the Saturday after Thanksgiving. There is a a lighting, Christmas tree lighting tomorrow. Yep. I see the 18th. Where is that? 1400 Plaza. 
Okay. Yeah, they had it on today though for part like must have testing it today. And then I think that I didn't I saw somewhere saw the date for when the lights at the art center are going to be turned on cuz they have some nice Christmas lights up. So um and then I believe the Christmas walk is December 1st. Yes, it will be counter programming the uh, the Boss Hog episode. So Which I think it did may, last year too. Uh we may have to Put some uh, hot cocoa out here. Say, we, hey, we, come. we may have to just take the show mobile. We'll see what happens. We may we may try to do something we, crazy. Oh, if we can just we, set we, up at three and or main and thirty eight and just set up right in the middle of the road. Go up to Citizens Corner. Yes. We'll see uh we'll see how motivated we get. If the scissor list's still there, can we brought <laughs> And then we could do like a let's turkey check. drop. We go let's full check. We go full let's KRP. Let's check the weather before we commit to any of these horrible ideas. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how motivated we get. If nothing else, we may we may just take the Zoom H6 and go wandering the streets and do a do a wandering just start crazy podcast in people's faces and just start talking to people that don't want to talk. I know to we'll us. find Dickin down there. Yeah, and we'll find Carrie, but yeah, so we'll that's, see. So off the top of my head, that's the stuff that's coming up. Um, other than that, it's yes. Yeah, so Mike Broyles just joined, and I see that he's making fun of my signs in the basement. Well, no, he's talking about this building. Oh, uh, we he have goes, oh, he goes we have a do- tremendous amount of signs from dead campaigns. We have we have signs tucked all over the place. Over on top of the bathroom, there are probably hundreds of signs from. You really studio need wallpaper art. in here with the signs. Studio art. Um, there are a bunch in my mini barn, and then yeah, the basement of this place has got a tremendous amount of former LP candidates. Signs. Can I add to the collection? No, come on, <laughs> no, nonpartisan signs don't count. He's probably commenting because yeah, he goes Mike is down there to do maintenance. <laughs> Mike, every time something breaks, Mike has to Mike has to get involved, and he's he knows. Is Mike down there now. He very he may be if he's in if he's in the doghouse, he could he's be tweeting from there, the basement. Hit the, hit the ceiling three times. <laughs> All right, Darren, you got anything to promote? Any new ordinances for Spiceland that are coming up? No, nothing Chickens. to promote. Appreciate you having me on. Uh, just in all sincerity, uh, love the candidate series. I think you guys do a fantastic job every every time it comes around. I think it's a it's a real public service. Uh, most of us don't probably get to hear from these folks. Uh, God love the courier. Even the times. ones you want to hear from, you don't get to. Well, <clears throat> uh, love the courier times, but the little snippet of what folks put in there, uh, you know, it only tells you so much. So it's great to have and great when candidates come on. So really appreciate listening to that and appreciate you guys go through that uh, kind of torture every, every year. It always, yeah, three out of four years we do it twice a year. Uh, It always sounds like such a grand plan when you put it all on a spreadsheet and you go into it hoping. And then when you have the same conversation for about the fifth time in six weeks, you go, Oh my God! Some well, say torture, I, others say entertainment. I would say that if, uh, if we had if we had rules against drink, if we had our own rules against drinking, I could never do it. But we, when you make it fun, next time turn it into a drinking game. It is <laughs> no by rule, just line up shots, just make them <laughs> make the candidates think, drink. Yeah, I like I it. yeah, it's like hot ones. We, only. Yeah. <laughs> we give extra credit to candidates that do drink. I, I tell you that some do. So there, there's 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 different grades. Some will do it, just put the can on the table, and they're happy to do it. Others will put it in a nondescript cup, and others will just absolutely not do it. I have two nondescript cups, and <laughs> neither of them contain alcohol tonight. It's just a sad existence. I for can you think we one episode we could have done that, and then we could have the officers that we didn't know were sitting outside get their breathalyzers. <laughs> <out>. <laughs> I, w- I will say this year's candidate series is the first time I ever listened to an episode multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wait, you, wait, wait, wait. You still, let, let, let me rewind that again. You, still, you, you said what? You, you still missed a lot. Trust me, you missed a lot. Well, thank you, Darren, for taking no. us up on the offer to, to join on the uh, on the very short notice. I can't wait to be back in another two to three years. We're, yeah, hey, I can't. I can't. That means I you're going to continue. What's that? So you're going to come back for the candidate series in as four long years. as Darren oh. says. As long as Dakota's not here, he'll come back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't have to confront him about his chickens. Right? <laughs> Shannon, Tom. Councilman elect says that it was very entertaining being a part of it. So we appreciate the the warm words. Uh, and sometimes people that come on the show win. Shannon won. Shannon won his race, and he 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 joined us. So once again, it, it all works out. I'm over two. <laughs> oh, Forrest, thanks for all the work you did today, man. We appreciate it. My pleasure. You're, we're gonna if you keep coming, we're gonna have to rework the website and put you on there. We're gonna have to have a bio we'll and a headshot. Yeah. I mean, I. I I was so let down when you pulled it up and I see the logo and Dakota's face on there. And <laughs> he's trying to, there's a coup. There's definitely a coup brewing. Uh, I, I appreciate Dakota very much, even though he has not been able to be here in person with us this week. Uh, he still paid the bills. So the, uh, and he's the, here in spirit, the back end work he has to do has been taken care of. And I don't know if it was his, uh, thermometer he showed me, but somebody had a fever of 102.5 this morning. So I, or it was the radio Yuck. station. I don't know. Um, as much as I would like to have guilt tripped him into coming in, if we had all gotten the flu from this thing, it would have been a, it would have been a disaster. That would have been an awful drive to Georgia. It would have, yeah, yeah. Um, the first time we did, the first time I made the drive to Georgia was also after a Darren Jacobs appearance. It was the hot pepper episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> So we ate two ghost peppers on the show. Darren, I was dumb. Darren, I ate two by myself. And then I had a 10 hour ride in the car with my wife and my mother-in-law. <laughs> it was, which was more painful. I love the ghost peppers or writing. I love those hours. women, Darren, uh, <laughs> but the ghost pepper did not make, <laughs> did not make for good bathroom intervals. <laughs> Very, very troubling. Was it hotter up on entrance or exit? Oh, you can't. I. You it was much seat? worse on the on the way in. <laughs> it. Uh, I have no fear anymore. After eating two ghost peppers on the show with Darren, I have no fear. There's no nothing's hotter. It's it's. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like it's hot as hot. It's like getting in the pool and you're wet. You're just done. You're hiccuping and it's over. You've got you've lost bodily control, lost your function. So it's like being tased. There's no fixing it. Craig DeCosta loved the pepper eating shows. Don't bring up being tased. That's a show. That's a show idea. I'm not, I'm not well, listen, Zach, we're too important. So I think I think that uh, our auditioning intern over here, Forrest, is probably gonna have to be the one that gets tased. Oh. The show doesn't happen without us, but he's expendable. <laughs> Come on back, Darren. <laughs> Say chickens one more time, Darren. I'll have us taste. He's got he's got a town marshal that works for him. He's got police powers. All right. With that, we say thank you guys so very much. Uh, we are dark next week for Thanksgiving. So this is the last episode in November. Uh, special thanks to the folks that helped make the uh, make the uh, candidate series possible. Uh Slick Pickle, Big Bounce, and Wyland's Flowers. You guys are awesome. Um, I, I I think there is something here. We'll, we'll see if we can try to do something for the uh, for a mobile episode. 
The December 1st show may not have camera work because if we can find a way to do it on foot, we might have some fun and wander the town and, and really make it overly complicated. Just go harass Carrie Bear at the whole we'll time. We'll just make it overly complicated. Piss poor audio, but we'll have fun doing it. Uh, and we'll and we'll see what happens. So with that, we say thank you guys very much. Uh, and something will be in your feed December 1st. And I think we can announce Rex Peckinpah will be on. He's got a book and he'll be on the following week. So uh, December 8th, I think. Uh, City Councilman Rex Peckinpah will be on that episode. So with that, we'll see you guys later. Bye.